Hey, thank you for checking out our sermons online at Coastal Community Church. We're so glad that uh, you're using these sermons to supplement your spiritual growth. But one of the things we're really passionate about at Coastal is that you have a local church. And so while we encourage you to, to make use of these sermons to supplement your spiritual growth, if you don't have a local church, we would encourage you to find a Bible-believing uh, church in your community. If you live in our community, we'd love for you to visit with us. So we uh, are in Yorktown, Virginia. We meet on 101 Village Avenue, and we would love for you to come and check us out. We have three service times, 8 o'clock, 9.30, and 11, and uh, on Sunday morning. And so if you live in the Virginia area and the Yorktown area on the peninsula, we would love for you to come and check us out. And well, good morning, guys. Great to see you. I was uh, out in the lobby, and I saw the Weavers walking in, checking their kids in, and I said, I think that's the youngest family I've seen. Uh, just kidding, but I got a question. Any college students in here came to the 8 o'clock service? What? That's, that's a... Not college student that's an adult, okay? So, hey, thank you guys. Listen, thank you guys so much I, uh, for being here. I know, like uh, Pastor Jeff said, probably some of you made a sacrifice. Some of you, this is really convenient. Uh, I want to let you know that uh, last week we had our highest attendance ever besides last Easter uh, in attendance. So that's why we had to do this. We had almost 1,500 adults in here uh, and knocking our heads against 1,800 with kids, if you can believe that. So the Lord keeps sending us people. Isn't that great? And uh, the, I, hope that, uh, I hope there's a, a, a mighty uh, revival through the preaching of the word in our community that spreads nationwide and globally. I would love to see that. I pray for that frequently as I know many Many of you do. Do me a favor, get your Bible out, okay? We're going to look at Acts chapter 2. Uh, this is the week of changes. I, I let you guys know a couple weeks ago there was a lot of changes coming. And uh, so here we are, right? Uh, this week we're starting three services and moving the offering time around. Uh, this is the week that we're starting our small groups. If you are not yet in a small group, uh, this is the week. Last week we passed out a menu and gave you an opportunity to join a small group. Okay, we have these at the welcome desk, okay, so, so if you're not in a small group, uh, f- get a small group menu, join this week, attend your small group. For the next uh, eight or nine weeks, they're sermon-based small groups, and, uh, and because of the snow day, today's a little bit of a standalone message uh, that I was supposed to preach last week, but I wanted to, I really wanted to preach this message, and so um, this week was supposed to be the start of our new Genesis series, so we're going to push that a week. Next week, we're going to start that series. It's called Beginnings, and uh, we actually have an invite card for you if you want to invite a guest. Uh, you can pick that up at the welcome desk, right? Is that right, Bethany? You can pick that up at the welcome desk. And uh, if you got a neighbor or a friend or a college roommate or whatever that you... There was only two college students in here. Anyway, so um, you want to invite to, uh, to that series. It's going to be a great series. And I think for us to understand the gospel, to understand our purpose in life... Uh, we really need to start know our beginning place, right? And, uh, and so that's why we're going to look at Genesis over the next several weeks, and we're going to unpack that in your small group. And so uh, sermon-based small groups is what we're going to be doing. And so the way to prepare for your small group, listen to the sermon, get your note sheet out, take notes, not only fill in the blanks, but if there's something that kind of speaks to you that, hey, you'd like to offer as part of the small group, uh, that's, that's your spot to do that, okay? So everybody get your notes out, take notes with me this morning. And uh, this morning, morning, uh, I want to talk a little bit about church membership. And I'm asking the question, is it really important? You know, I can't, I can't necessarily turn a chapter and verse and say, well, where's the Bible talk about church membership? For those of you who are old like me, uh, you probably remember the group Simon and Garfunkel, right? And Paul Simon wrote, I'm a rock. 
I'm an island. I build walls. Some of you want to sing it, don't you? It's a fortress what? Nobody knows. It's a fortress deep and mighty, right? That none can penetrate. I I have no need of friendship because friendship causes pain. It's laughter and it's loving I disdain. I'm a rock and I'm an island. How many of y'all know that song? Anybody? Six of us. Nobody sang it when I said, let's sing it together. Um, You know, that song is painful, right? And that song is not true. I mean, we... We are not built, we have not been created to, to go it alone. In fact, you can, you can be in a crowd and be alone. One of the things I try to tell my kids as they're hitting the teen years and thinking about dating and I'm trying to coach them and how to find a great mate to marry. I said, you, you can get married and be very much alone if you choose poorly, right? Now, that doesn't take away loneliness. And so, yes, God created us to be in relationship with him, but he also created us to be in relationship with one another. And, and, and I believe that the church is the foundation or the building blocks of the one another's of the scriptures. And we call it fellowship. And in fact, during our last series, the Philemon series, we talked about this idea of fellowship is, is the idea of partnering together for, for the good of the gospel. And so this morning, what I want to look at is, is this very early church. And in fact, a lot of times when, when I say early church, there's a lot of people that I think sometimes we have this, this really high view when I say early church that, man, the early church, they had it all together right? They re- like the modern church is a train wreck, but the early church, man, they, they, listen, we got the whole New Testament of the apostle Paul because the early church had its problems, okay? And so Paul was constantly writing about the problems. And the reason the church has problems is because it's made up of people, right? And people are sinful. And so we still make mistakes and we still need guidance, right? And so we have the New Testament because the early church wasn't perfect, but we see the beginnings of the church in Acts chapter two. So check this out, Acts chapter two, verse 42. And out of this, I want to unpack and I'm I'm, I'm going to kind of give you the the end from the beginning here this morning. I, I want to encourage you by the end of this to give consideration to being a member of your local church. And I hope, I hope you'll see why that's important. Acts chapter 2, verse 42, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Now, before, we'll circle back to this in verse 41 in just a minute, but in verse 41, the apostle Peter preaches this amazing sermon, and we have this huge influx of new believers. 3,000 people get saved, okay? And so now here's kind of the overflow of this great movement of God. And so all these believers are devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and a prayer. And a deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place, and they shared everything they had. Verse 45, they sold their property and their possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. They shared, shared their meals with great joy and generosity. In verse 47, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those that were being saved. It's incredible, isn't it? I mean, could you imagine if that was happening in our community? Each day there's this this influx of new believers because the believers in the local church were carrying out what we see here in Acts 2.42. 
And so here's what I want to do. I want to pull out of this a couple things that we believe deeply at Coastal Community Church. I want three big points of areas at Coastal that, that we are unified. And, and hopefully by the end of this, you'll see why we encourage membership. First of all, we're, we're unified in worship. At Coastal, we're unified in worship. And we, we see this in verse 42, that the believers gathered together, right? And they devoted themselves. And there's four things that they devoted themselves to they, in, in regards to worship. They devoted themselves to teaching. Okay, so they, they took time to hear the teaching of the Word of God. I want to encourage you with this. I want to tell you this at Coastal. At Coastal, okay, we're going to hold this book up as the Word of God and we're going to teach it. Every single week, and we're gonna, and we're not, we're not bending off of it. And, and, and the culture is, is encouraging us to rethink this book. The culture is beginning to call this book outdated, old school. Okay, we don't believe that. We we believe this book is the words of life, and we're gonna hold it up and we're gonna teach it. And we're going we're gonna to hold this book up and we're going to talk about it in our small groups. And we want to encourage you to be reading this book uh, it privately in your lives. That's why each week I say, man, open your Bible. And there's one in the chair in front of you. I don't think I said that this morning. Okay, there's a Bible in the chair in front of you, all right? And if you don't own one, take that one with you. We want people to have a copy of the Word of God and, and be reading it. And so, Coastal, we're going to teach it. The second thing we see out of verse 42 is this new church. They, they fellowshiped together. Now, Fellowship is, you know, I think we think it's kind of hangout time, and it's certainly that. And we see, we see these new believers hanging out in homes, and, but, but it's bigger than that. They're, they're, they're helping each other, and they're, they're sacrificing for each other, and they're, they're using their stuff sacrificially to help other believers. And so, of course, we want to fellowship together. They're partnering together for, for the good of the gospel. They were unified in worship. The, th- the th- third thing about their worship, they took the Lord's Supper they took the Lord's Supper. Coastal, we, we do that corporately four times a year. We do it four times a year in our quarterly prayer meetings, okay? That we, we offer it on Good Friday. It's available every single day in our prayer chapel. We want to encourage you to take the Lord's Supper. Why? It continue. Last week, I talked about how at Coastal, we preach the cross, okay? The Lord's Supper is, is, uh, is a, a visual illustration of the cross that reminds us frequently as we take it, man, that my forgiveness in the presence of a holy God came at a high cost to God himself. That was the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. So they were unified in worship. And third, fourth thing, they were unified in worship through prayer. They were unified, you know, we want prayer to permeate the culture of coastal. We pray in this service. We pray in our small groups. We have four quarterly prayer meetings. Our next one is April the 13th. You should write that down. You should plan on attending. It's our Monday, Thursday service, all right? It's an incredible service where we're gathered together, we worship, and we pray together. We have regularly scheduled prayer. Our prayer chapel is open every single day. We have regularly scheduled prayer meetings. I know we have one on Saturday night for sure at 6 o'clock if you want to join our prayer team. We have a prayer team that you can be a part of and get the prayer, the prayer needs of Coastal Community Church and make that a regular part of your spiritual discipline. And so Coastal, we're unified in our worship. The early church was unified in our worship. Second thing about this early church, they were unified in their purposes. They were unified in their purposes. Verse 42 says they were together. This church was together. Acts 2.46, they worshipped together. 
There was a togetherness to this church. Each day at the temple. I want to give you three ways at Coastal that we are unified together. All right? In our, in our purposes. Number one, we are unified in our doctrine. We're unified in our doctrine. We're unified at Coastal. Uh, if, you, if you come to our We Are Coastal class, which is our membership class where we kind of define who we are, what we believe, we, we have eight essential doctrines that we do not waver on. Now, there's a lot of things in the Bible that, you know, we at Coastal, there'll be varying views and we can disagree, have coffee, agree to disagree, but then we'll serve together for the cause of the kingdom. But we have eight that are non-negotiables for us. And I, I'm going to be honest with you as I read off these eight, and I don't have time to unpack them this morning, but if I read off these eight, if, if you're here this morning and you disagree with one of these eight, I, I can, as nicely as I can say this, this won't be the church for you because these are non-negotiables. Number one, we believe that the, the Bible is, is the Word of God. That's a non-negotiable for us. I met, I, met with a, uh, I met with a lady this week that goes to another church, senior adult lady, and, and this church is moved away from what the Bible defines as marriage. It's a, it's a church in the community, and, they, they, and I've met, actually I've met with several people from this church, right? And it's heartbreaking as they're beginning to perform gay marriages. And I met with this person, and they know our stance at Coastal. They heard my sermon on the fall where I preached on sex and sexuality. And it was heartbreaking to me as I sat with this member because they didn't know what to do because for their whole life, they've given their time and their talent and their treasure to this local church. And now they're asking, the question, can I continue to support this? I mean, my prayer at Coastal, like, you know, as I grow older, and I don't know how long the Lord will have me serve here, you know, but my, as I grow older and one day there's going to be a younger generation here at this church. And my hope and my prayer is that Coastal Community Church will always hold this book up as true and not waver off it. I know that's why you're giving your time, talent, and treasure. And I know you want it to go beyond your lifetime, don't you? So do I. That's because it's essential doctrine for us. We believe in the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God reveals himself in, in three persons, the Trinity. We hold to that. I, I, can't, I can't preach out the mystery of that for you, but that's what the Bible has revealed about God. We believe, number three, that man is born into sin and needs saving from the penalty of their sin. Every single person needs a Savior. Number four, we believe that the, Jesus is the only way to be saved from our sins. Now, the Bible does not teach that all roads lead to heaven. There's one road that leads to heaven. It's the person and work of Christ. And only those who repent of their sins and bow a knee to the Lordship of Christ will be saved. Number five, we believe that the church is what God is doing on planet earth. This is what he's doing. He doesn't have another means to make Jesus Famous. Number six, we believe that Jesus will return and establish his kingdom visibly. Can't wait for his return, right? Number seven, we believe that all men will die and live eternally somewhere. Some do eternal life, some do eternal punishment. So everybody's got a soul that's going to live for eternity. And number eight, of our essential doctrines, we believe that we have enemies to our faith, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And therefore, we need to be on guard. 
And so we're, we're unified at Coastal Community Church on our purpose. Number one, our purpose is our doctrine. Number two, on our purpose. What is, why do we exist? Oh, we exist to develop authentic followers of Christ. This church exists to make disciples. And we've kind of summarized that with the idea of we believe a disciple is someone who's authentically following Christ as Lord. We get this from two key verses that we've kind of looked at through the years in the foundations of Coastal Community Church. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. It's the great commissioning of Jesus where Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority on heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. We at Coastal want to fulfill what's called the Great Commission of Jesus Christ. That's at the forefront of what we do. It's to make disciples. And then Matthew 22, Jesus was asked to sum it all up. Jesus, you know, what's the main thing? And Jesus said this, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important, to, to love your neighbor as yourself. These, these two verses were foundational in the development of Coastal Community Church. And our purpose is for people to bow a knee to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and be saved from the penalty of their sin. And then discipleship is the, that, per, that process of growing to be more and more like Christ. That's what we're, we're unified in our purpose. And by the way, we're unified in the how of the purpose. Like what is the New Testament process for fulfilling this purpose? And this is what we call our mission. This is the, uh, so we got this purpose to make disciples, to develop authentic followers of Christ. How are we going to do that? If you've been at Coastal for any length of time, you should know the how, right? There's three very important words we use of the how to grow as a disciple. It's connect, what? Grow and connect, grow and serve. And we look at the New Testament for this. We go like, man, how, do, how, do we, how do we fulfill our purpose of developing authentic followers of Christ? Number one, we want you to be a part of corporate worship. We want you to make that commitment to being a part of corporate worship. We're here, unless it snows, okay? We're here 52 times a year, Sunday morning, three services. And I want to encourage you. Listen, I know there's vacation time and there's a few times you're out of town, but, I mean, I don't have a number, but, man, if if it's less than 40, I'm like, what's important to you? If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, this, this early church, they gathered corporately. They worship through the word, through the teaching, through singing. Ephesians 5, that we're encouraged to, to sing together the truths of God and about God. We want you to connect by corporate worship. But I want to tell you something. In, in American culture, a lot of our spiritual growth ends there. That's how, it's kind of how we, in, in, our, in our culture, it kind of ends there. And I want to encourage you, coastal, like in less than a year... In less than a year, we've, aver- we've added over 600 adults in weekly attendance. Okay, so, so here, I'm, I'm going to be really frank with you. Like if your spiritual growth ends here, where you come on Sunday morning, you sit in a straight row and you face forward and you listen to the guy up front and kind of yelling at you, you know, that kind of thing. Like if it ends there, you're, you're not going to grow spiritually like you need to. And on top of that, I would even tell you, you're probably going to get a little bit lost around here. There's going to come a time where you, you have a need where, where you, need, you need to be ministered to, and, and no one's going to know, quite frankly. And, it's, and, and, and listen, it's not what we want for you. 
And it's because I can promise, I would suggest to you that 90% of the counseling appointment, when someone calls me and says, Pastor Sean, I really need to come see you, and they get on my calendar for counseling appointment, 90% of those do not have these next two things in place in their lives, 90% of them. Next two things I'm going to share. The next one is grow. And the way we want to grow spiritually, go closer to Christ, be more, is to be in a small group. Like, this is not something we got it one day and go, hey, let's just add things to people's calendars. All right? This is a very important step to fulfilling what the New Testament calls the one another's. To be in a small group. And today is our small group sign-ups. And the way we do small groups at Coastal is we ask you twice a year to commit to somewhere between six and eight weeks twice a year. So it's 12 to 16 weeks. All right, now let me... um, I know probably my suspicion is most of you sitting here right now at the 8 o'clock service are super committed to Coastal Community Church. That's why you chose to come at 8 o'clock. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. All right. So let me, let me give you a challenge. Okay. Let me give you guys a little bit of a challenge. Uh, we're growing really fast at Coastal Community Church. Right now we have in the 50s small groups. I, I forget exactly how many. 54 or something like that. Okay. Um, if as I'm making this small group push, last week we had 1,500 people. Okay, do the math. As I make this small group push, and we always hope for about 10 to 12 in a small group, that means we need how many small groups at Coastal Community Churches to handle the people that are God sending us? How many? Man, a bunch of math majors. Okay, right? We're, we're like way far away from that. Part of that is we're growing so fast, we're having a hard time keeping up. But I want to encourage us as a church, if you've been coming for any length of time, and you've been sitting in a small group for years and years and years, like we need to raise up some small group leaders. My hope is by next fall that we're somewhere between 80 and 100 small groups, and that's going to take those of us to call this their home church and say, you know what, I, I need to give some leadership. I need to help shepherd the people that God sent us. And by the way, we have a process for that, and, it, and we're going to equip you for that. And you're not out there on your own. And by the way, it's not a 52-week commitment. It's a 16-week commitment, give or take, right, annually. And then in between your small groups, some small groups keep meeting. Fantastic, okay? But not all do. And in between that, we have spiritual formation classes for your small group uh, where we'll provide the teaching and another opportunity for your small group to, come, to get together where, where all the burden is not on you as a small group leader. Okay, does that make sense? Everybody with me? So some of y'all need to begin to pray about that. But some of you are sitting here when you need to be in a small group. Make this the week that you join, Okay? And so there's our process, we're unified at Coastal on fulfilling our purpose, which is to develop authentic followers of Christ. How do we do that? Connect, grow, and the third one is serve, okay? Find a place to serve. Find a place to serve the Lord in ministry. And there's two ways that we ask you to serve at Coastal. Number one, we want you to serve in a ministry. And when I say the word ministry, what I mean by that is something that directly affects this local church. It literally takes thousands of hours to pull off our uh, volunteer hours to pull off our Sunday morning services. Thousands of volunteer hours. We, uh, when, when, I, when we decided to go to three services, I had my, a couple of my elders were like, man, Sean, I'm really concerned about you and the worship team, you know, and, and the children's director, just the length of time when you preach and teach. And I said, you know what, I, that's not my main, my main concern is volunteers, it's a huge effort to add a service, right? And, and it, takes, it takes hundreds and hundreds of more volunteer hours to do a, just one more service. And so, you know, if you've been sitting at Coastal for any length of time, like, we need you to find a place to connect, grow, and serve. 
find a ministry, uh, be a parking team member, be, a, be an usher, greeter, serve in our children's ministry, serve on, our, uh, in, uh, on a coffee ministry, serve at the welcome desk. And that's just Sunday morning. There's other things behind the scenes, small groups. Uh, there's, we're getting ready to start 45th Street, 4th and 5th graders, a place to serve there. Okay, We have tons of youth ministry midweek, tons of places to serve. And admin needs behind the scenes. If you like to admin, do some admin help, we got some great team members coming during the week and help us you know, get the administration ready for Coastal Community Churches. There's just hundreds and hundreds of hours and ways to serve this church. The second thing is we want you to serve in a mission. Okay, find a mission, and you can go on our website, and you know, we have a list of the website of all the missions that we support, and one of the things, and so you know at Coastal, when you donate money to Coastal Community Church, we make sure that 10 cents of every dollar goes outside of the doors of this church directly to missions, all right? And one of the things we try to do, we try to make sure that our missions are connected with the body of Coastal Community Church. So we try to support missions that our body members are a part of, locally and internationally. We want you to take a missions trip. I've said this so many times. If you and your family have never taken a trip, I hope you'll sign up for one of our missions trips in the coming years. We offer plenty each year that you can be a part of because I want you to see how the Lord works in another culture and you're going to come back and you're you're just going to say, man, the stuff I did on the mission field, I can do in America, right? And and serve. And so we want every person who calls Coastal Community Church to to go and, and, and to be a mission. So we fulfill our purpose of developing authentic followers of Christ. How? Through Connect grow and serve. Now, some of you right now are going, man, this doesn't sound like a spiritual sermon at all. When do we get to the spiritual stuff, right? This sounds organizational, right? That's not very Jesus-like. I think when we read Acts 2, 42 to 47, we, we rip those verses out of context. And, and we, we look at that and we're like, well, that's a house church. There, there's a house, this is a small. And there's some truth in that. You do see this, this group of people growing smaller. There's places where they interact in, in small groups. But we have to read verse 42 to 47 in context. We have to actually, we've got to skip back to verse 41. What's going on? Like, where do these verses come from? They come from verse 41 where the apostle Peter preaches, the Holy Spirit shows up, and guess what? A ton of people get saved, right? Let I me mean, check this out, Acts 2.41. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day was about how many? 3,000 I'm going to tell you something. We, we have, in the last couple weeks at Coastal, we had a surprise growth. Like a number of people just like showed up. Happened about two weeks ago. We had probably about 300 new faces. I don't know where they could, just Boom, they showed up. You know what happened? It took us 30 minutes to get through the light out here to get into the building, right? And so behind the scenes, what do we do? Man, we, we better get, okay, I'm going to use a non-spiritual word, ready? We better get organized, all right? Because God wanted to send us some new people. Do you think if Pentecost happened here and God said, listen, next week we're going to have 3,000 new people show up to Coastal Community Church? Do you ever think about that? What would we do? 
How would we disciple them? How would we make sure that they have a small group? How do we make sure they have a place to serve? And I think verse 42 to 47 is the apostles going, whoa, we just baptized 3,000 people. Now we got to disciple them. And that takes what? Organization, right? We got to have some house churches and we got to have a place for corporate worship. And we got to so, so listen, before you walk out here and go, man, this isn't very spiritual. This is incredibly spiritual. And so now let me, let me talk about church membership, okay? Because we are, not only are we unified in, in worship and not only are we unified in purpose, we're unified in our process. Leadership of Coastal sat around and gives a lot of thought to this stuff. Especially in the early years as we were developing and, and building this church. And, and, and so, so I want to talk to you all about church membership. And membership is a commitment to our purposes. To develop, membership is a commitment to developing as an authentic follower of Christ. Membership... It is an on-ramp for you to connect, grow, and serve. I'm going to define our membership in just a minute. But uh, I, I want to be clear this morning. I, a lot of times people go, well, man, I've been coming to Coastal for a really long time. Okay, coming to Coastal for a really long time does not make you a church member. I just want you to know that. I've, been, I've given money here. I've, I've served in an area of ministry. That doesn't make you a member. We were very intentional about uh, our membership process. In fact, maybe you're here this morning and you were a member in 2012. We actually have we actually do an annual membership renewal, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. So if somewhere between 2012 and now you didn't sign your, your membership commitment, and that, that for whatever reason, an administrative piece in your life got dropped, that means you're probably not a member in 2016. We have an easy solution to that. So don't sit here and go, oh, no, you know, we have an easy solution to that. But we're very intentional so let me give you the steps to becoming a member because this is very important, I think, as an on-ramp uh, to, 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 be, to, to fulfilling our purposes at Coastal. Number one, first step to becoming a member at Coastal is to take our We Are Coastal class. We Are Coastal class. This is a great first step. And by the way, taking the class does not make you a member. Okay, we have a second step to that. But in that class, we're going to talk about our essential doctrines. I'll flesh them out a little more so you know who, who we are, what we believe, so you can really pray through that. We talk about how decisions are made around Coastal Union Church. We talk about how this process helps you to grow, to be an authentic follower of Jesus Christ. Then, after at the end of the class, we say, now here's, as a member, here's what we ask you to commit to. And we, we hold a commitment sheet up to you. And you can take that home and you can pray and say, do I want to make that commitment? And if you do, then the next step is we have you meet one-on-one with an elder of Coastal Community Church. And we think this is a very important step to your membership. Number one, it allows you to get to know an elder, right? Like if you're ever like, who are the, who are the people that give leadership to this church? It's the elders, okay? And it gives you an opportunity to meet with them. So you know one. If you ever have a question down the road about Coastal and a decision that's being made or the direction it's going, you could talk to an elder, okay? And I meet regularly with my elder team to help give leadership and direction. Number two, our process at Coastal. So you meet with an elder and then you sign your commitment. You become committed. I'm going to talk about commitment in just a minute to, to, to the membership of Coastal Community Church. Number three, one of the things we do at Coastal is a little bit different. We do an annual commitment renewal. So we renew our memberships annually. 
Now, I know a lot of churches don't do this, and I know this is where it gets kind of weird. Like, I can't believe we're spending time on this. Okay, why do we do this? I want you to think about this. Number one, we think it's good to be reminded of your commitments, right? I think it's good. Now, I know when you get married, I know that you don't sign a marriage license every year. But I bet most of you go out to dinner, right? At least, right? Have you ever forgotten your anniversary? Things don't go well, do they, right? It's very intentional in picking the date I got married. I got married on Labor Day weekend. Great reminder, like, oh, Labor Day. Something's coming up on Labor Day. Oh, it's my anniversary too, you know? So, And so it's just an opportunity to look at your commitment, okay, and say, hey, am I still committed to this? The second reason we do an annual renewal is this is a transient area, right? And so uh, I know a lot of churches, you, you become a member and you're there for life. And, and we know this is a transient area, a lot of military. And so we want to keep our roles up to date. Number three, the reason we do an annual commitment, it lets us touch base with our members each year. In fact, if our members don't re-sign their commitment, and we try not to be a pest, but we do reach out and say, hey, is everything okay? Because sometimes in a, in a year, maybe our feelings get hurt right? And nobody talked to me. And so we try to reach out and say, hey, is, is there a way that we can make amends? Is there something going on here that we can, we can make a, a, amends with you? Maybe, maybe in the past you've forgotten to sign your membership. If that's the case, then, then let us know. We'll, all we have to do with that is set you up with an elder and go over the commitment, okay? Maybe you've moved away. I've have seen this in our years at Coastal where a member has moved away because of military and then the military moves them back. Same thing. We'll have you sit down with an elder and, and, and join in membership. You may say, why are you guys so thorough about membership? Number one, it lets us know who's in the boat rowing with us. It's important to us. Okay, come, I'm going to tell you something. Easter service is coming up in April. You know what we're going to do? We're going to send a note to the members and say, hey, listen, if you could come to the early service, it's going to be a huge help. Now, obviously, if you're meeting a friend or bringing a friend, they want to come 11, come to 11. But, you know, we're going to say, hey, could you raise your commitment level? Number two, the reason we're so thorough, it lets us know as, as leadership who we're accountable to. I don't have time this morning to preach a church discipline sermon, but the Bible says this, the wages of sin is what? It's death, right? And so if there's a church member who's in a habitual sin and they're on the pathway to death as leadership, it lets us know, man, who signed up and said, man, I want to be held accountable to make sure I'm on the path to life, right? And so it lets us know who, who are we accountable to as leaders, right? Third reason we're so thorough is, is we believe that we live in a world that's not very committal. It's just so easy to not be committal. And we want to encourage you to be committal. So here's the so what of this port. Ready? I'm going to bring a sermon to a close here in just a minute. Here's the so what. Number one, today's our annual membership commitment renewal. So if you're a member in 2016, we have a membership team on the way out today. I want you to go out. I want you to sign your membership commitment. Or if you'd like to take it home and pray over it. I know a lot of people do that. I want to reread it. I want to make sure I know what I'm committing to. Take it home. Bring it back next week. But bring it back soon, okay? Number two, uh, we want you, if you were a member in 2016, we have a, a charter that we want to keep as a keepsake for this new building, okay? And so we understand our members, and I know a lot of non-members did too, but our members gave a lot of time, talent, and treasure to help us get in this wonderful location, right? So, so we, we have a charter for that. So go out there, pick up your letter, sign the charter, okay? This is the week to do it. We want to seal that thing up and keep it as a historical keepsake. Pretty cool, isn't it? All right, so go, so go do that this week, all right? If you're here this morning, you're not sure. Like, I'm, 
I want to be a member. I thought I was a member. Okay, go find out, okay? And if you don't know, we'll tell you where you are in the process and take the next step. We want you to be a member, okay? And finally, what I want you to see out of Acts chapter 2 is the results of this kind of unity. See, when a church is unified around their processes and their purposes, I want you to see the results of unity. Verse 47. All the while, so here in verse 47, this group is, there's this organization that the apostles set up to help disciple these 3,000 new believers. It says, all the while they're praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those that were being saved. There's great power in unity, isn't there? There's great power in unity. That partnering together for the good of the gospel. And so the fame of Christ was going out in the community and and people were going, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of what's going on. And so we see favor in the community. We we even see numerical growth. Well, people are being attracted to the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to finish with this this morning. How many of you, I want to show hands. I want a real show of hands. How many of you all made a New Year's resolution this year? Raise your hand. Nice and high. I want to say it. How many of you all made a New Year's resolution? Okay, not bad. Okay, put your hands down. How many of you all have kept your New Year's resolution so far this year? Yeah, not as many, right? 8% of people that make New Year's resolutions keep them. Do you know that? That's why I don't make New Year's resolutions. I was like, ah, I'll bail on that thing in week two, you know? So. And the people that keep them, studies have shown that they do a couple things. Here they are, ready? A person that keeps a New Year's resolution... First of all, they keep that resolution at the forefront of their mind. All right? They think about their resolution. Secondly, they make that resolution a part of their daily habit. So they make sure it becomes a a habit in their life. Third, they resolve to do something that they're passionate about. Right? Like if I got up and said, you know what, next year I'm going to resolve. I'm going to watch a lot of operas. You know, that probably, I probably ain't going to make that one. I mean, if that's you, great, but that wouldn't happen for me. All right? Number four, they make sure others hold them accountable. To their resolutions. So they let some people know, hey, this is what I'm resolving to do this year. Would you help hold me accountable? Number five, they inspire other people to join them. They do it in community, right? Number six, they make sure they attach a, a number or a measurable goal to their resolution. And number seven, they journal and track their progress. I want, I want you to consider this. And we're starting the new year, 2017. And as we start this new year, one of the things that is of high importance around Coastal Community Church is membership. And and sometimes I think this gets framed the wrong way about why we're passionate about membership. We're passionate about membership at Coastal not to boost our roles, not because it's us versus them. The reason for us is way bigger. We're passionate about church membership because we believe many people have a passion for God, and to develop to be more like his son, Jesus Christ. And we believe that Coastal Community Church membership gives both biblical and practical handles to put around your life so that your passion for Christ can stay hot and burning. And so just like the seven things that people use to keep their New Year's resolution, we want to help keep Jesus at the forefront of your mind. We want to give you daily habits to grow to be more like Christ. We want to help keep your passion for Christ burning hot. We want to encourage you with a measure of accountability. We want to encourage you to grow in Christ in community. We want you to have some measurable goals, and we want you to journal regularly. That's why we have you take notes in the service. 
You know, a lot of people start their new year resolving to go to church. It's a new year. I'm going to resolve to go to church. We don't, we don't want you to go to church. We want you to be the church. We are Christ's church. And I believe we become what we're committed to. So if we're committed to become more like Christ, that means we're committed to his local church. And he's given us his local church to be more like him. And so here's my hope. My hope this morning is if you're already committed, I hope you're encouraged. Hey, you know what? I, I am committed. I, I, I enjoy the commitment level. I hope that if you're desiring to be more like Christ, that you'll see your commitment to the local church as essential to the process of becoming more like Jesus Christ. Why is that? Because you become like what you're committed to. You ever see somebody really fit? They just roll out of bed and get that way, right? They committed themselves to something. So if we want to be spiritually fit, we have to commit ourselves to the local church. And so my hope this morning is that you'll commit yourself to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I hope that you'll do that by growing and becoming a member of Coastal Community Church. We have a membership table set up on the way out this morning. I want to encourage you to take your next step in spiritual growth. We believe that membership is an essential part of the process to developing to be more and more like a follower of Jesus Christ. Let's close with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this reminder. And thank you for this opportunity this morning. God, this is an opportunity for commitment. Yes, commitment to Christ, no question but a commitment to Christ's local church. I pray that we're encouraged as a body this morning to make that commitment to develop as authentic followers of Jesus Christ. Help us to take that next step, God. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church, I want...